Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 222nd film from 2020. It's the action comedy Coffee and Kareem. It's directed by Michael Dowes. It stars Ed Helms, Terence Little Garden High, Betty Gilpin, Ronrico Lee, Andrew Batchelor, David Allen Greer, and Taraj P. Henson. I'm Jesse, and I am riding solo today. So, we have a Netflix comedy that we're going to chat about. If you want to watch this film, haven't seen it, want to avoid spoilers, give us a pause now and come back a little bit later on because we're going to spoil um, this one completely. And by doing that, I guess I'm going to start off with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So for me, Coffee and Kareem is about an incompetent cop needing to build a relationship with his lover's child while fighting corruption in the force. Doesn't that sound like a, an enticing film to check out? Could be lots that we could cover in this one, um, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a second. But before we do, we do talk about how the film got to Netflix, and I think uh, we go back to 2019 in March when it was announced that Ed Helms and Taraj P. Henson had joined the cast, with Michael Dow's directing from a screenplay by Shane Mack. Helms and Mike Felbo um, produced under their Pacific Electric banner with Netflix distributing. Then it got to May of 2019 when Terence Little Garden High, Betty Gilpin, Andrew Batchelor, Ronrico Lee, and David Alan Greer joined the cast of the film, with production taking place from April 22nd of 2019 in British Columbia, and it wrapped on June the 4th of the same year. Interesting one about this one, I guess, is that the script for this was actually on the 2014 blacklist, which we have spoken about before. And that is a list of the best unproduced scripts. So this one sat around for quite a while uh, with a lot of studios passing up on it. The screenwriter, Shane Mack, um, and he was exposed on the internet as changing his former screen credit as Shane McCarthy to something which sounds a lot more ghetto. So a little bit of controversy around this film and, and the name uh, accredited for the screenplay for this one. The only translation across the world where this is a little bit different is that in Vietnam, it is called Stepfather, which I, I don't mind at all. Um, it obviously focuses more on that relationship between Coffee and Kareem um, in this film. As I mentioned before, this was filmed in Vancouver in Canada. It won, well, it was nominated for some awards, so it actually won Best Stunt Coordination in a Motion Picture at the Leo Awards and was also nominated for Best Stunt Performance at the UBCP Actor Awards in Vancouver. This was released on the 3rd of April 2020 um, on Netflix worldwide. And let's have a look at what some of the critics and audiences are saying about this one. On Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at Rotten. On 72 reviews, it sits at a paltry 21%, very, very low. The audience also has it extremely low on 30% on more than 250 ratings. IMDb, it sits a little bit better at a 5.1 out of 10 on 13,800 ratings. And on Letterboxd, sits at a 2.1 on 8,700 ratings with nearly 12,000 people actually having logged it on that service. And that leads me into my early thoughts for this one. I think the best thing about this movie is the poster on IMDb. This film hangs on the ability of a kid swearing to be funny, and unfortunately, it's not. The title of this film is a horrendous pun, and I was meant to record this episode like a week ago. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. That's how much hatred I feel towards this film. It's so strong. So this might be a little bit of a, a smacking from me uh, for this film. We, we'll talk about some characters in this one. And we start off with James Coffey, who's this white, incompetent cop. 
uh, and the incompetencies are meant to be funny. Not really. Um, I think, you know, he's ready to move on with his life. He wants to settle down with Nessa, uh, who has this child uh, called Kareem. And he's got to overcome this issue of, of Kareem, who isn't a fan of him uh, because he wants to protect his mum. And also because James is a white cop and, you know, that that irregular, irregularity is meant to be funny, I guess, and it just doesn't land in this film. Um, so I mentioned Nessa, who's the love interest for James, the mother of Kareem, a really strong single mum who, you know, does the right thing by her kid. Um, and Kareem, this, this wisecracking kid who's sort of struggling with this idea of his mum finding new love. He's a wannabe rapper who we get to see, I think, rap once in the film maybe. School's not for him. We get it. So it's these situations that they put Kareem and Coffee into to to try and build this relationship between the two so they can move forward both to share that that interest that they have of Nessa, um, partner and mum. And the one person who gets in the way of this, I guess, is Detective Watts, who's um, a colleague of Coffee. Um, she's a bit of a smart-ass cop who always has the one-up on James. Um, she does what she wants. She gets what she wants. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't really want to spoil it too much earlier. I've said I'm going to spoil it, but, you know, she, she works with some gangsters as well. Orlando sort of being the, the main gangster in this film who, who doesn't know how to express his feelings properly. And, and that's that's where we're at. That's about the depth I could get from these characters. Um, the director, Michael Dowes, who I mentioned before, directed some real recognizable stuff. Um, Take Me Home Tonight, which was that comedy with Topher Grace from a while ago. Also that comedy Goon, the ice hockey one with... um. Stifler from American Pie, I can't remember the actor's name, um, did Stuber, recent one about Uber drivers, and also 8-Bit Christmas, so works a bit in the comedy genre, so you think that the comedy should work in this, um, unfortunately, as I've said, it, it doesn't, uh, that's why I'm going to talk about some scenes, lead me into some scenes, there are a couple of things that I, I thought were funny, so I've got a couple of scenes, I think there's a scene where Kareem tases his mum, that, that was funny, uh, but realistically, the impact of this taser lasts on his mum for so long that it was unrealistic. So the actual tasing was funny, the follow-on, not so much. Uh, there's a scene where James is sort of having one of his back and forth arguments with Detective Watts, and he says, Watts looks like an old Taylor Swift on meth. I laughed out loud at that. You know, that Taylor Swift uh, look like you could see the resemblance. So that joke actually worked. Uh, and finally, this is almost in that same scene. There's a, a grenade throne where a guy's head gets blown off uh, that sort of shocked, shocked me and I had a laugh at that too so that was good uh, but now I'm going to talk about stuff that didn't necessarily work for me um, so I could be here all day I mean, if I listed all the poor jokes that don't land I, I could just go on forever and ever I'm just going to try and mention a few things without repeating the, some of the derogatory and ridiculous stuff they say I think uh, James and, and Watts's banter which I've already touched on to start with it's just not funny, <laughs> especially like, you know, the first scene you see them together and he's making jokes about her vagina. It just, just didn't work. Um, there's a scene where James is sitting on his phone waiting for Kareem and he's Google searching how to be a good step parent. Like we can get, we get that as an audience that that relationship isn't working. I don't need to see that he's reading up on it as well. I, I think I hate, and I've said this before, I really hate text on screen when people are text messaging and, you know, on their cell phones, it comes up on the screen. There's a scene Kareem's doing this with um, his friend Dom. Didn't like it. Um, all the commentary from Kareem about James being a cop and cops being poor towards blacks, like lines about, you know, battens tasting like the ass of an innocent man. You know, most cops are good people. Yeah, you know, spoken like a true good white person. But these are really important messages and they're really things that are touched on well in a lot of films. 
but it just didn't land with any of the, the things that they were saying in this one, unfortunately. Um, Kareem making jokes about James molesting him, grooming him to loosen his rear end, like things like that, that just weren't funny. Like, um, just, yeah, I, I, I'm lost for words, really, because I think the, the worst part of this film is Kareem telling James to be aggressive and gay to get what he wants. It was really gross, um, especially when James tries it. It was so cringeworthy. It just was not funny. It did not land. I'm not sure how anyone thought that was a good idea. Um, there's also like a few fat references to Kareem being a big kid. I mean, it's a kid, please. We don't need to see this in films um, in, in this day and age. And also, you know, he, he takes, James takes his kid Kareem to a strip club and he talks about gross sexual stuff. It just doesn't work for me. I mean, I don't know. I just, I was just probably wasn't into this film. Um, finally, um, James and Watts, they have this final mouth off where they're yelling at each other. Kareem makes a poor joke about abortion and then James is referred to as a guy who jerks off to Glenn Close. Like, Glenn Close deserves better than that. She's an amazing actress, and you don't need to put her name down in a film like this. So, the themes and ideas from this one, what were they trying to say? I mean, there's a lot in here on, on masculinity and the insecurity of masculinity, trying to be tough, but, you know, covering it up with lies and not being your true self and leading to a fail to failure sometimes as well. And then, like that title from Vietnam, Parenthood, I mean, you've got this idea of split families, trying to be supportive, but not a stepdad, not knowing how to be a parent or the, the fear of failing at being a parent too. Uh, Detroit is where this is set, I guess, and it, it's a city that's falling apart too, and that sort of leads into this little bit of idea that they try to show with race through the police, um, and the way that it's done is just so poor that it's barely not even a theme. And, and again, we've got incompetent cops throughout this one as well. I mean, there's a scene where a guy calls 911 to report a kidnapper, and he's put on put on hold. It's just so poorly done. Not, not, worth, not worth it. Um, what did I take away from this? I think... All the commentary it was trying to have with a white cop and a black kid just didn't work. It was horrendous. It, it wasn't clever. And unfortunately, I think that's what they thought was going to make this film work. And for me, it just didn't work. And I think anyone that this is a, a spoiler, but anyone who was watching this film could have worked so easily out, worked it out that Watts was dirty, a dirty cop. And it just wasn't a, a good twist or a good surprise at all. Um, IMDb. We have, we have a segment where we jump on IMDb to see if there is anyone that we checked out. And there's this, like I mentioned before, there's a scene where um, they're at a strip club and there's a stripper who, who references studying to be a vet and also liking CIS New York. <laughs> like real cliche, well not cliche, but real like um, small reference there. I, I, I enjoy the CSI shows. I know we've got the, the reboot that's been on recently as well, but I, I had to look up when the show actually finished that was 2013 what a really dated reference to be making uh anyway that was just, just a little bit of a rant for me uh question time well things to think about i think uh there's a there's a bunch of posters for this movie that were done in a bit of a parody sort of way parodying other films they were really cool really thought that was well that, that should have you know if, if we could have connections to other films throughout this that would have been cool as well um and then the only other thing i sort of wanted to touch on was you know, I mentioned before that this, this movie hinges on this young kid swearing and being gross, being funny. And I think, like, Kareem, was he vile or did you feel sorry for him? Like, was did did he have enough of a character for you to be like, okay, I feel bad for this kid? Because 
he had lots of lots of lots of confidence but at the same time you knew that he was a little bit insecure in not having a father around and looking out for his mum so I think it was tough it's really tough to sympathize for a kid when you hear the stuff coming out of his mouth um, and it, it just didn't work for me unfortunately and and that's where I'm going to wrap it up I think that you know there's a there's a scene where Coffee and Kareem are in a car and Coffee says to Kareem just pull over and stop let them kill me. I'm done. And that was me 10 minutes into this movie. My time is more valuable than sitting through this film or sitting here and recording an episode on it. I'm giving this half a star out of five, 0.5 out of five. This, this, I cannot recommend this movie. I cannot suggest anyone watch it. It is horrendous. <laughs> if you've listened to it, I'm sorry. If you've watched the movie, I'm doubly as sorry. <laughs> We're we on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Question based on my dislike for this film. Is Ed Helms' career dead after this? What else is he gonna do after this? I mean, The Hangover, really funny, worked really well. This one didn't work. What can you cast him in now? I'm not too sure. Um, as always, it's been nice. Nice having a chat. It's always good to let loose on some ideas on a film that we watch. We'll be back next week with a 2020 romantic comedy called Love Wedding Repeat. This is directed by Dean Craig and it stars Sam Claflin, Olivia Munn and Eleanor Tomlinson. So that's what I'm gonna be talking about next week. Thanks for listening along today and, and joining in on this discussion. Uh, well, hopefully uh, you've listened because you didn't like this film either. <laughs> and I will see you next week.